Hello, hello. Welcome back to Irrepressible. I'm Erica Ashley. Welcome to part two of Dr. Debbie Kung. If you didn't check out last week's episode, part one, I would highly recommend starting there. We went over a lot of foundational information in regards to Chinese medicine, Eastern medicine that she assumes you listened to and will know for this episode. And it's really important in understanding what she's talking about. There's a lot of information. It's all really, really good. Now that we have the foundation from last week, we're going to dive into how you can use Eastern medicine as like a part of your beauty regimen. She talks about, you know, like facial acupuncture and how it's good for wrinkles, fine lines, stimulating collagen production, getting blood flow to the face, things I had never known. She also talks about gua sha, which I think a lot of us are familiar with because of TikTok and, you know, it's become very trendy, although it's been around for very, very long time. She talks about how that is just as effective as Botox, which I was shocked to hear. And it was really cool to hear that. Um, and she goes into really specifics on how you can do these things at home, gua sha at home, but she goes over proper technique because in her words, it's scary, the information that's going around on social media because it's not all accurate and it's not all safe. And so I wanted to make sure she really provided you with proper technique if you are going to gua sha at home because you don't want to do more damage than good. That's the last thing we want. And especially in Eastern medicine, it's all preventative, keeping you as healthy as possible before things go bad. So the last thing we want is to accidentally cause harm to ourselves or, you know, something like that. So she really gets into like the nitty gritty of that. And I appreciate her for being very upfront about when you should and shouldn't and how you should and shouldn't really important information, I think. So let's jump back in with Dr. Debbie Kung for all things beauty. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about more of like the beauty aspect that I think a lot of us see in regards to Chinese medicine, you know, like gua sha has become very much a trend, although I know it's, it was, it's been around for a while, you know, but I think we're seeing more and more of it now. And I know you can do, um, acupuncture for like facial rejuvenation and wrinkles and all that stuff. So I'd love for you to talk about that. Sure. Absolutely. So, uh, facial gua sha, which many of you guys probably are semi-familiar with, is becoming a beauty trend. Um, it's basically, you've probably seen this online, but it's taking a flat piece of stone and applying it looking like, it looks like you're just gliding it on the face, on your skin. Um, but facial gua sha and gua sha in general, um, the history of it is really incredible. So the word gua sha, G-U-A-S-H-A, means to raise a rash and to scrape and raise a rash, which, yes, sounds very aggressive. Um, gua sha was originally intended for the body. So what you would basically do is you'd put a little bit of oil on, on the areas that you're going to gua sha, and you would take anything with a flat, smooth surface. So back in the day, it was used, uh, you could use a soup spoon or a side of a coin or anything with a flat, smooth surface. Um, it's really interesting because, you know, this used to be like folk medicine. Like this is what was handed down. This was in Asian culture. Everyone just knew to do it if you were having a sore tight, you know, neck or if you had a cold or a cough or allergies. Gua sha is really great for that. So the idea of gua sha is applying that smooth, flat surface onto your skin surface. And 
applying even pressured strokes in one direction multiple times until you raise a rash. And it looks like road rash, which is not the prettiest thing, but it doesn't hurt. It actually feels good. And the technical term of this red rash is called petechia. And basically what petechia is, it's broken blood vessels, it's um, heat toxins. So it's stuff that's been in that area of your skin or your, or your muscle layer that's been sitting there and causing issues such as soreness, tightness, um, swollenness. And so it really helps to relieve that area of you know, heat, which we talked about before. Uh, heat toxins. Um, it also helps with the cellular uh, process of replenishing, getting rid of cellular waste and replenishing it, replenishing cells with blood and nutrients. And it also helps with lymphatic drainage. So lymph nodes are really interesting. Lymph nodes, so the word lymph is actually a type of clear fluid that floats around in the body. We make up to 20 gallons a day. It's pretty nuts. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry, not 20 gallons, 20 oh, liters. I was like, that's <laughs> a lot. I know, 20 gallons is a lot. Wow, that would be a lot of lymph. Um, we make up to 20 liters a day. Okay. Um, and so some of the lymph organs, which we're probably not familiar with, are, is bone marrow or the spleen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lymph nodes we know because it usually is a place that swells when we're sick. And that usually tells us what's going on in the body. It's your body's way of being like, hey, I'm here to fight off an infection. Um, and so with acupuncture, with washout, with cupping, it all helps with lymphatic drainage. And why gua sha works really well on the body and on the face is because every time you're applying pressure to the skin, you're also activating certain channels on the face and on the body. Remember we talked about, or certain meridians, I should say, we talked mm-hmm. about acupuncture points, and it being all, there's over 361 acupuncture points located all over the body. And so, and they're kind of sporadic. You can find them through anatomical landmarks. You can find them through certain measurements, but they're all over the body. Everyone has them. And so it's really incredible to see that even if you're say just guashing your arm or guashing your cheek, that that will impact other parts in your body. So it's, it's pretty nuts. Um, the face has the most amount of lymph nodes. The face and the neck have over 500 lymph nodes. And what happens is when we touch your face or we massage it or we do anything to it where you're bringing and adding pressure, you're actually inadvertently activating those channels, those meridians. So for example, people that have, um, digestive issues, it shows up on the face uh, through certain ways, through certain markings, through certain um, colors, um, even if it's swollen in certain places. So it's really interesting. The face tells all. It basically, the face itself is a microcosm of your entire body. You've probably seen one of those face maps where it shows like the chin and the cheek represent Mm -hmm. uh, reproductive and, you know, the, the side of the cheeks represent your lungs. And so it's really interesting if you know how to read the face and you know how to address it. So facial gua sha and gua sha have been around since the Paleolithic age. They've been around forever. And it's one of those things that, you know, it works. It's something that anyone can do. You just need, like I said, a uh, smooth, flat surface and some kind of lubricant on the skin so it doesn't rub it too raw. And what you're doing is when you're applying this even pressure strokes to that area you're addressing, such as your neck, you know, you wake up with a stiff neck and you can do this, you'll have instant uh, looseness. So one of the really popular things about gua sha is that it does give you instant gratification. I will mm-hmm. say you can instantly tell that there's things that are being loosened up and you'll feel a lot better. It also helps with blood flow and chi flow to that area. So, um, gua sha has so many usages, you know, once again, it's also seen as preventative. It's done for people that have asthma or colds. You can do it on the back of the lungs, on the back, upper back, and it can treat you for that instantaneously, whether you're suffering from it or you're trying to prevent it. 
So it's a great way just to get the body going. Cause once again, you know, as with modern day society, we're constantly not moving as much as we used to. And so things, when things sit and settle, things get stuck. Mm -hmm. And so that's why people are emphasizing exercise and movement more. But another thing I emphasize too is, you know, doing microcirculations. Microcirculations are just circulations in small parts of your body that really make a big difference. Um, Gua Sha, there's been research coming out of Harvard that shows that it can actually address something called hemooxygenase 1, HO1, which is basically a, a type of um, a cell that helps with um, inflammation in the body. So it's known as to also help with anti-inflammatory effects of the body. Um, there's a study coming out of Germany that also shows in, in China that shows that they actually use gua sha on the body to treat chronic hepatitis C. Really? Yeah. There are studies that show, I mean, listen, we think we know the human body. We know nothing. We need the aliens to come back. We need the aliens (laughs) to explain more to us. They're hovering (laughs) around right now. I mean, there's, it's been in the news, but they haven't really communicated the other parts to us, but it's pretty crazy. The body is so incredible. It's so incredible, you know, and it's like, we don't give it enough credit. We don't realize, Hey, you just need that push in that right direction. Your body's like, Oh yeah, I remember I can do this. And so washa is one of those other things. Facial washa has become very popular because, um, it's looked as a beauty regimen because obviously it addresses the face. Um, but it also helps with microcirculation of the skin, which is huge, right? So when your skin has microcirculation, cells get nourished, waste gets taken away, there is proper blood flow, you have a better, brighter, glowier complexion, you don't have issues like skin issues or skin conditions, and you just have more of a lifted, sculpted look. So, so facial gua sha is seen as the natural Botox. It's not as long lasting, but it works just as well. And this is why. So Botox, as you guys are probably familiar with, helps to freeze muscles in the face. Freezing those muscles will also freeze the ability for the skin above it to move, hence why it looks like the wrinkles are going away, but they're really not. It's just your muscle being frozen by botulism, by a poison that eventually will cause muscle atrophy if you keep getting it done. For those of you guys that have done Botox, you probably know you have to keep going back often and you go back and you have to get more Botox units done, which is how they measure how much Botox they put in you. So what happens is the reason why Botox works so well is because it relaxes the muscles. So when your muscles in your face are relaxed, you look more lifted. Think of coming back from a vacation or when your days when you're relaxed, coming from the spa or whatever, you just look more lifted or after waking up from a nap, your face looks probably brighter, lifted. It's the same effect as mm-hmm. what Botox is doing, um, except it's forcing its way in through a poison. <laughs> Now with facial gua sha, what it does is it does the same thing. It mimics the effects of Botox, but in a more natural and in a safe way. And also it does more than just lift the face and give you that complexion and give you that look that you want. It addresses everything else going on in the body. Mm. So for example, when you see people doing gua sha on their face, you know, a lot of people are doing it, which I think is great. It's a beautiful modality to treat your skin and to treat yourself. However, if you don't know what you're doing necessarily, it actually, your body's always telling you what's going on. You could actually miss a couple of key symptoms. Mm-hmm. So if say I'm going around the jaw and my jaw is really tight around here, depending if you're tight here in the jaw or here, this could indicate a couple of things. Obviously here closer to the jaw might be TMJ. Around here closer to the mouth could be stomach issues. I mean, there's things that if you know what to look for as a practitioner of Chinese medicine, as a doctor of Eastern medicine, 
it is so important to be able to pick up these cues, especially when you're treating a patient or when I'm teaching a workshop on facial gua sha or when I'm going one-on-one with a person on facial gua sha or telemedicine. It is so important because these clues could actually help you catch something else that might be more big, right? Mm -hmm. So um, gua sha is really important to have it done properly. The general rule of thumb for gua sha is that you want to go slow and you want to go light with pressure when you're beginning. Um, facial gua sha is really interesting. I taught a, a workshop in facial gua sha out in Taipei in Taiwan almost three years ago. So it was only three years ago, very recent. And when I went out there, no one there knew what it was. They knew what gua sha was, but they didn't know what facial gua sha is because remember when we talked about gua sha in general, it looks like it's very aggressive, but it's mm-hmm. not. And you want to raise that rash. You want to get that petechia. You want to get those red kind of like dots that look like broken blood vessels because that's what's really going to help release things in the body. And then your body can repair itself faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that whole theory of trying to apply it to the face is definitely not the same theory. The face is the fastest place to heal in your body. And every time you get a cut or have a pimple or whatever, it heals faster than it would if you have it on your body. And so there's a lot of blood vessels, everything's going to the brain. Also, all of the important organs, the meridians, the, the energy chi flow that's flowing through it goes through the face. So there's a couple of things to keep in mind. The face is the fastest place to heal. The face is the most responsive. The face has the most amount of chi and blood going through it, but the face also has the most delicate skin on the body. So this is where it gets kind of tricky, where when people ask what it is, how they should do it and what they should do, it's really individualized. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of misinformation out there on social media right now that is really scary because a lot of it could, could do more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the people that are showing the videos are much younger and their skin has more elasticity. So say it's different for them if they're 25 doing it than for someone that's 50. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you have sensitive skin, you know, there's a way in, uh, to go about it. So also having proper techniques to how to use it, which we can go into later. But yes, um, facial gua sha, it really does work. It's something that I would recommend everyone try at least once in their life. Um, and you'll find that it, it can help you in so many ways, even if it's for more for aesthetic appeal. You know, like some days I wake up and my eyes are fluffy and mm-hmm. or I feel like my face is bloated, then I'll use gua sha and it helps slim it down. And then it also, because of its medicinal effects, helps to clear out brain fog. So it's a great thing to do when you're about to wake up or when you're out of bed in the morning if you feel a little groggy. Mm-hmm. And it helps to energize. So anytime you're feeling sad, you know, it's not really um, intuitive to reach for gua sha when you're sad, but it's really because a lot of the, the strokes and the movements uplifting. So it literally uplifts your, your mm. spirit too and your emotions. Yeah. I love that. That's so cool. So then for the body, can you use the same tool for your face as your body? You can. Absolutely. Um, body tools are actually made to be bigger because it's just mm-hmm. easier to cover more large areas, but yeah, you can absolutely use the face, the tool for the face and body. Um, and you can use the body tool for the face as well. It's just that the ones that are specifically made for the face are more contoured. So they're easier to get around. Cause you know, the human body doesn't have any straight lines. There's no straight lines in the human mm-hmm. body, especially in the face. So you want to go with something that's a little bit made more catered towards that. Um, but it really is personal preference, you know, gua sha is affordable. Everyone should be able to do it. Anyone can do it. So that's what I love about uh, this modality in general. Cause I know sometimes acupuncture is not affordable or someone can't get to the acupuncturist. Mm-hmm. Um, but gua sha is something you can do at home and you can, it's, it's empowering. It's a way self-empowering way to take care of yourself. Yeah. 
Okay. Let's talk about acupuncture then for kind of the same purposes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so acupuncture is, was traditionally also made for the body. Um, it helps to activate those certain acupuncture points on your body that helps to relieve chi and blood and gets everything moving and gets you feeling better. And they found that facial cosmetic acupuncture started in the Ming dynasty. So Ming dynasty was like, you know, a couple hundred years ago, but, uh, basically what the emperor would do is he had a bunch of concubines and he wanted to keep them looking fresh, <laughs> young and youthful. <laughs> and so he commanded that all the concubines, instead of getting acupuncture on their body, they would also get it on their face. And the results were astounding. Um, and this is when they also discovered there's, you know, so much energy and blood flow going to the face. So of course your face is going to respond faster. Of course you'll probably notice more of a difference. Um, so the way that acupuncture works in the face is that we use a different size needle. We use smaller needles than we do on the body, of course. And it's basically like every time we insert a needle, it's like mimicking a cut. So think of it when you have a cut on your face, um, you know, basically when the skin's broken, there's white blood cells, red blood cells going there to try to repair itself. Collagen gets sent there to um, try to repair itself. And so basically we're manipulating your skin's way of repairing itself by stimulating it through needles. And so um, it's similar to microneedling, except microneedling doesn't go far in. And microneedling does not address certain acupuncture points in the body. It can actually do, it can actually stimulate more of a response. Mm. Um, and so with acupuncture on the face, with cosmetic acupuncture, you know, you're using this to kind of manipulate the skin's skin cycle. So our skin cycle lasts from anywhere from 28 days to 40 days, depending on how old you are, your lifestyle, all that. The skin always renews itself during that cycle. And so when you get cosmetic acupuncture done, what we do is we keep that cycle in mind and we have you come in for at least 28 days, at least, where you come in twice a week for five weeks or so. And that's because we want to manipulate your skin and cycle during that time so that by the next cycle, your skin and body will be like, oh yeah, I remember what I need to do. This is what I'm going to do to help keep up this look. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple things that acupuncture on the face can help, you know, in general, it can help with fine lines, wrinkles, discoloration, hyperpigmentation, scars. Um, it also can help lift connective tissue in a way. So a main reason why people want to focus on the face too is as we age, um, there's four main factors as to why our faces look old. One of them is loss of bone. One of them is loss of muscle, loss of fat, and loss of connective tissue. And those are things you can kind of replenish through like collagen supplements. But overall, unless you're getting like a reconstructive surgery, you can't really stop the clock. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, that being said, what acupuncture does is it goes in and that only helps with the surface level of the tissues and condition of it. So there's more blood flow to the face and there's more blood flow to the face. The skin looks better. It just is. It's much healthier. It's much younger. Um, it helps with the underlying tissue and connective tissue underneath. Acupuncture has also been proven to stimulate bone, bone, um, growing and bone. Um, but it helps to stimulate bone growth. And so, um, it does a couple of things where, you know, there have been, very extreme cases where someone's come in and it can turn back the clock as, as much as 10 years naturally. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Depending on how they take care of themselves outside of the office. So mm -hmm. here's the thing. There's this myth out there that says, you know, you age according to your genes and it's been proven over and over again. That's not true. Genetics only make up about 20% of how you age. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I'm sorry, 25% about how you age. So that's still that's like a quarter. Nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. 75% of how we age is our lifestyle. 
how we're living, what we're thinking, what we're eating, how, what we're doing, and how we're sleeping, all these things. And so it's really important to know that we have that responsibility to take care of ourselves. Um, I think it was Coco Chanel that said, you're given the face you have at 25 at the face you have at 50 is what you've earned or something like that, which I love. I'm probably slaughtering that quote, but it's something similar to that. And it's just so, so true. You know, um, I turned 42 in March. And so for me, it's like, I'm really starting to see some signs just like everyone else is getting older, but I know there's things I can do to not necessarily turn back the clock, but to help my body so that it doesn't age as fast because we're all aging. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's so many aesthetic benefits to cosmetic acupuncture, to facial rejuvenation. There's so many um, medical benefits to it. Um, and when you come and see me for that, what I do is not only do I put needles in the face to where it needs to be addressed, but also all over the body because it gets things going. Mm-hmm. And um, it's great. I mean, you know, a lot of my patients that come in for facial rejuvenation inadvertently lose weight, not on purpose. They don't change anything in their lifestyle in terms of movement or eating patterns but they lose weight because their body is just more efficient at using the chi in the blood to get the metabolism going, to get the water metabolism going. They just have more energy. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's wonderful. It's like a, you know, it's a win-win. I would say there are some contraindications for facial rejuvenation. Mm -hmm. One of them is if you're pregnant, because there's so many chi and blood, so much chi and blood and needles going to your face that it takes away from the womb. So you Mm -hmm. want to wait till after you give birth and then we can, all out all out on the face um also if you have certain types of cancer which Mm -hmm. i said before it's a spreading effect and if you have any kind of like blood um blood bleeding disorders um that can also uh not be in your favor it can still work but you won't get the results that you probably are hoping to get Mm -hmm. so yeah are those the main two things for like facial rejuvenation is the acupuncture and gua sha um you can also do facial cupping Facial cupping, I'm not that big on. I do it occasionally. It's mostly done <laughs> improperly when you see it done mm-hmm. um, out there on social media, only because it's more aggressive way of, of pulling the skin. So every time mm-hmm. you pull the skin, whether it's through, you know, just touching your skin or smiling or whatnot, as we age, the elasticity of our skin tends to thin out. So if you're doing that constant pulling, it's actually going to make it worse. Um, and that's one of the things that I, you know, emphasize when I talk to my patients about doing facial gua sha. Some people do it every day. There's people out there that have done like a 20, 21 day t- challenge, which if that's your prerogative, do it. But let me give you this information first and then you make that educated decision. Um, so typically speaking, I don't recommend gua sha every day. I recommend doing it once every other day and or doing it when you need to only because you know, you remember gua sha is a temporary effect. Mm-hmm. Um, you've probably seen the before and afters where it's, it looks very extreme, mm-hmm. but that's still a lot of pressure that you're applying to the face and your bo- face also needs time to recover just like your body. Mm-hmm. And part of the way that acupuncture works really well is that you don't get it done every day because you need those break days. Just like when you're an athlete, you need those days in between to recover, right? Mm-hmm. So the same thing with getting any type of medical treatment with acupuncture, with cupping, with facial gua sha, you want to give your body and your face a break so that it can recover. And then when you do it next time, you'll see more of an, you know, um, of a change versus doing it every day. And also, you know, risking pulling your skin, giving yourself that petechia on the face, which you don't really want. Mm-hmm. Um, your face has a really good, uh, for the most part, as you age, well, for the most part in general, your face is really good about keeping proper circulation mm-hmm. versus the rest of the body. 
So when you think of it this way, if you ever suffer from like cold hands or cold feet, that's an indication that your circulation is not being properly circulated through chi and blood. Um, Cause what happens is it also indicates that there's something else going on in your body because if you're getting, if your body is really healthy, you should have good blood flow. Things should stay warm and even. Whereas if you're feeling only blood flow in say the torso or the head, it means that your body's under a state of inflammation and it's like, Hey, there's more important things. I have to keep this person alive by putting blood here, 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 rather than the hands and the feet. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yeah. It makes total sense. Yeah. And I yeah. am one of those people. My feet are always cold. My hands are always cold. So yeah, it's, it's more common in women, but mm -hmm. to be honest, it's uh, well, that's what they say in Western medicine In Eastern medicine doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It just means there's poor circulation that could be, you know, addressed. Mm -hmm. So something to think about. Yeah. yeah. I need to book a session with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be great. <laughs> we should do it. Before I let you go, can you give your best tips for somebody who is going to try gua sha at home? Like what is, what is the direction, the technique, just so people sure. are doing it in a, in a better way? Sure. So typically speaking with facial gua sha, you want to start off with clean hands, a clean face and a clean tool. You also want to use a high vibrational, high quality facial oil that's typically cold pressed or organic. Because remember, our dermis is the second most absorbent thing in our bodies. The first is our mouth. And so anything you put on the skin, it will absorb. So you want to start off with the highest quality ingredients that you can. Secondly, the tool that you use, you want to make sure it's a tool that you feel comfortable with that's made of 100% natural stone. I know out there, if you go on Amazon and stuff, you can find like a jade, you know, mm -hmm. gua sha tool for like 20 bucks. I can guarantee you that's not jade. <laughs> Real jade is like for something like that would be over a couple thousand dollars. Um, so anytime you see pink quartz, anything like that, that's under $50, consider it counterfeit because what happens is when you're using fake materials, there is a time when they come, when it comes off um, the factory, it's called off gassing. Have you heard about it? No, it happens in materials that are um, synthetically made. So one example of off gassing is when you smell something from say a new yoga mat, a new car. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, or, you know, stuff like that where it just, it's fresh from the factory and yeah. it has that smell. That's actually chemicals that you're inhaling. <laughs> right. So yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, Washa tools that are synthetic are, you know, no exception. They definitely give a little off gas. Not only that, but you're physically pressing it into your skin. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to do that. That would be no good. So I would invest in um, a high quality tool. There is one of my favorite tools is called Essentialist. It's a beautiful tool made of 100% agate. And agate, it helps. It's a neutral stone too. So applying certain stones to your face can also bring energetic qualities into that facial wash off session. So I love that. I'll, I'll send you the link for that. Yes, um, the, yeah, the essentialist is amazing and they have a really good, um, high quality oil too. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you have all the tools, you have the clean hands, a clean face, the clean, good quality tool and good quality, high quality facial oil. So next what you do is you want to put the oil and you want to actually start at the neck. So the neck is basically like the bouncer to get for you to get into the club. It is the gateway to where blood flows, blood and chi flows to the face. But if you're having neck issues, neck cramps, if it's stiff, you're not getting that much good blood coming to the face, right? You're not getting all the 100% of blood flow. And to maximize this kind of modality, you want to have as much blood flow going to the face as possible for maximum results. Mm -hmm. So uh, typically I would put pat some oil around my neck. I would start off at the base of the neck where the hairline meets um, the neck and just start doing downward motions. Okay. I know some people like to go up 
on their neck, but for the back of the neck, I go down. When it's the back, think of going back, going down. When it's the front, you want to go up because you want a lifting motion. Mm -hmm. So then once you're done with that a couple times, you want to hit up the front of the neck. And this is where you have to be very careful because the neck skin is very, very delicate. Mm -hmm. It's the same amount of um, thinness as underneath the eye. So you don't want to pull. So if you have to put extra oil here, you should. And then you kind of want to just glide over gently. And I, you know, this is where it gets a little bit more tailored because typically speaking, when you see someone doing it on online, they're not really explaining to you why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's certain reasons why you should or should not do it. Um, so like for example, hyperthyroidism, probably not a good idea to go over to glide over the thyroid. So, and I'm actually about to do a reel on that too. So I can explain more about that. But, uh, you know, if you have certain health conditions, it may not be the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, thyroid cancer, you don't want to do that because you're putting more blood flow to that area, mm. which can help increase the cancer cells. So things like that to know. And then I would just start off with what I like to do when I'm first starting off is divide the face in half and just squash out one face. So you see the difference. Mm. Now our faces are by nature, not symmetrical. Um, but the, it, you should see enough of a difference where you'll be like, oh, wow, this is definitely the gua sha side. And so you start at the jaw and you want to work your way up. And I just work my way up and out. So that's a general rule of thumb is up and out. Okay. And, um, you know, there's, there's so much tutorials out there. Um, what I would advise anyone that really wants to get learn, truly learn about themselves, especially for themselves and their face, because every face is different, is go get it done in person and go to someone that's a licensed acupuncturist. And the reason I emphasize a licensed acupuncturist versus an esthetician is because we can tell you things from a medical standpoint too, that you can address, not just from a physical standpoint, mm -hmm. not just from an aesthetic standpoint. So I think there's definitely advantages to that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's a great thing. And if you guys get a chance to try it, please do. I highly encourage it. It's, it's a wonderful modality. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Where can everybody find you, reach out to you? Yeah, sure. So I'm on Instagram, as is everyone else, um, <laughs> at dr.debbie.kung, K-U-N-G. I also am have a website. It's K-U-N-G-A-C-U, Kung, A-C-U.com. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, but if you just type in my name in Google, I'm sure all those things will come up. Yeah. And you can just reach me via email. I try to respond as fast as I can if I'm not with patients during that time. So, um, yeah. And I would love to answer your questions if you guys have any, cause I know it probably, um, there's a lot of material we covered, so <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be questions floating around, but yeah, this is great though. I'm so happy I got to be on here and explain these modalities. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing all of this. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Erica. This has been so lovely. 